Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Archangel podcast, a podcast where we explore the behind the scenes things of St. Michael Parish and School located in Sherville, Indiana. My name is Father Jacob. I'm the associate pastor. And as always for the podcast, I'm joined by Megan Jones, the co-host for the podcast. And, you know, before we jump into things, uh, last week we had the chance to do a little intro episode with myself and Megan, where we kind of highlighted what this podcast would be and highlighted some of the background of the parish. But for this week, we're going to start in the direction of exploring communications and all of those endeavors here at the parish, which of course is led by Megan, our director of communications. So when we jump into things here, Megan, tell the people a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background as well. Uh, So I am actually a region rat all the way. I grew up in Crown Point, Indiana, and attended St. Mary's in Crown Point for grade school and then Andrean High School. And so I'm a proud product and supporter of Catholic education in the nice, Diocese of Gary. Nice. We'd love to see it. As all of our listeners should be, too. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Ooh, yep. Love that. And yeah, and then I attended Valparaiso University for college, and through that became a communications and professional writing double major. And nice, then nice. worked and served at St. Teresa of Avila, which is the Catholic student center across campus from Valpo. Mm-hmm. And that's where I really had a profound encounter and conversion uh, to the faith and then came here. And it was great. I loved it. And I got involved in parish ministry through St. T's and I credit them to a lot of my foundation and formation and the person I am today. Nice. So the chaplain of the Newman Center there is Father Chris Stanish, yes. right? I asked that as a rhetorical question because, you know, I've been there quite a few times and know Father Chris well, <laughs> right? Um, but also as well, I mean, how many students do you think are involved in the different ministries and different aspects of campus life there with the Catholic Newman Center? Yeah. Uh, hmm. I would say at least there are, I would say, a good 50 to 60 actively involved in some manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in terms of retreats, it's pretty consistently 30 to 40 that go on retreats. And nice. it's been growing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I know, too, there's been a renewed presence there of Focus, yes. the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And I think um, I remember a number being thrown around of like 80 to 100 students somehow involved, even if they just went one time, you mm-hmm. know, to... Bible studies um, on the campus, which is like a big thing yeah. for, for focus, you know, yeah. like all men or all women scripture studies. Did you attend a Bible study when you were at St. Yes, East? I did. Nice. Yes. When I was a so- they came in when I was a sophomore mm-hmm. and I met a missionary, became very close to her and then joined her Bible study. And I was in Bible study, led a Bible study throughout nice. the rest of my college years after that. So. Nice. So did you start like a discipleship chain or how did that work? I did have a little discipleship chain. Uh, mm-hmm. It was small and mighty. Yes, uh, of course, of course. That's all I'm, that matters, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm still very close to them today. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to think what like the first Bible say. I think it was like feminine genius or something. Which mm-hmm. Of course, we love to see it. Sure. So that was my first one. But yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Like uh, the small and mighty discipleship chains are awesome mm-hmm. because um, if, if those of you that don't know in focus, you're encouraged to cultivate relationships with people around you and then bring them into like a mentor mentee relationship, which is, you know, discipleship after modeled after our Lord, of course, you know, Jesus. Um, but there's that kind of the desire then that students, as they get involved, they might be discipled by missionaries or other students, and then they're formed and then sent out to do the same for other students. And so I'll be honest, even as a priest, 
I was discipled by two different missionaries before I actually started coming around more consistently to activities on our campus when I was in college. And then my discipleship chain was to two yep, that's about- <laughs> two people. So <laughs> it's okay. You hear about these discipleship chains that were like, oh, yeah, I discipled like eight students. And it's like, yeah, uh, <sighs> I became a priest and discipled too. So that's, 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 that's nice. That's good, you know? Ooh. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so don't worry for all of you out there listening with potentially small discipleship chains or small groups of people that you have relationships with and mentor uh, to bring them closer to the faith. Don't worry. You're still doing the Lord's work. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. Quality over quantity. Exactly. There you go. So then in your time here, Megan, at uh, the parish, um, which then I guess it's been six months now that you've yeah, worked here? About six, six or seven. Six, yeah. seven, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say it's really, it's flown by for yes. sure, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, yeah. I mean, the past half a year or so has really flown by with yeah. kind of coming out of COVID and then things kind of returning to a little bit more normalcy, you know? Um, but what have, have, what have been some of the things uh, that you've done uh, while you've been here at the parish in the six months? Yeah. So I have really worked hard to establish a consistent and hopefully hopefully strong, let me know, uh, yeah. let me know in the comments, hopefully strong <laughs> social media presence and just kind of renewed internal and external communications. So whether that be, you know, through the bulletin or through Flocknote, whatever that may be for anyone, that's what I've been really working hard on. And then we've had, you know, uh, some great successes recently with whether it was the Double Good Popcorn fundraiser or our new website um, we've been very blessed to have a few successes already, which has been really great. Nice. Tell me more about the double good stuff. Oh, the double good popcorn. Well, hopefully everybody received it. I know some people here have already received it, so that's great. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, by the time this rolls out, you really should have gotten the popcorn. Yeah, and if so. you haven't, contact me. We can yeah. I'll help you out. <laughs> Um, my apologies in advance. <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm sure, I mean, I haven't really heard of any challenges yet, so I'm yeah. sure it'll be fine. But for real though, if you haven't gotten your popcorn and you ordered some, then reach out to us. Don't, yes. don't, don't hesitate. It's okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, in any case, so what would, tell me more about the double good popcorn uh, fundraiser and like, what was it and what is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a really unique way to fundraise money this year, considering that a lot of the fundraising options that are normally done through the school were not able to be done. So it was our first ever virtual fundraiser, which Mm -hmm. sounds insane, Uh, but it was really great. They're a super awesome company, really great to work with, and they make everything really easy. So basically, it was just a way to for people to buy popcorn through other students' stores and different families of the school, and then... uh, 50% 50% of those profits, which is a high percentage rate of give back, came back to us. So we raised 36000 So there was 18000 that came back to us right away. Nice, which nice. Which really great. And I mean, the whole premise is exactly that. Like we get half the profits, therefore double good, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, prepackaged like bagged popcorn mm-hmm. that you can get. And I mean, admittedly, like, you know, I've had my fair share of popcorn uh, with the Cub Scouts growing up. <laughs> and that's like their main gig, yeah. you know? I mean, everyone knows about the Girl Scouts and the cookies. Yes. It's like the boys... Typical. Yeah. The Cub Scouts, though, Boy Scouts are sixth grade and on, right? But Cub Scouts are fifth grade under kind of kind of category, whether you're a wolf, bear, <laughs> weeblo, or tiger scout. Not wow. in any particular order. Lovely knowledge there. Yes, yes. Iron-on patches and all. Man, memories <laughs> there. Um but so that was our main gig, though, was selling popcorn. Um, 
And I mean, I got to admit, like popcorn and compared to the Girl Scouts, it was a hard sell. Yeah. It was a hard bargain. Yeah. So I was a little uh, scarred a little bit when I'm mm-hmm. thinking, all right, we're going to get popcorn. I'll do this. So I bought it and it is actually really good. <laughs> I, I know. In a surprise change of events, it is really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I don't want to, uh, you know, dare. I don't want to dare to compare, you know, between the popcorn I had in my younger days from the Boy Scouts, Cub this Scouts. Could get, this could get dangerous. But really. it, it was better. It was good. Oh, yeah. I'll just say it. It was, it was good. So, but uh, nonetheless, though, I mean, what was even cooler about that was the Cub Scout popcorn. You had to go door to door or like pedal it in front of a hardware store. Tough. That was like, Tough. you know. Yeah. And like, no one, it's like, kid, no one wants your popcorn, no. you know. Nobody wants to get their hammers from Ace Hardware and then have some popcorn. I'm sorry. Right. It's just not possible. They have free popcorn inside, actually, at the one oh, I sold it in front of. Oh, yeah. well, that's just tough. It's a bummer. And then, like, most of the time, the product wasn't pre-ordered. So, it was, like, you had to, like, mail it. To, like, But it wasn't that, like, they mailed it for you. you you'd yeah. get it and had to find them again. And it was, oh, like, random easy. people sure. in front of the hardware store, like, can I have your address? I'll deliver <laughs> this to you. And you, it's just, like, no, no. kid. No one wants your hand-delivered terrible popcorn. <laughs> However, the antithesis, the opposite, was double good. That's true. You know? That's I mean, true. Like, the competition. So, we had, like, the pop-up store, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was incentives and prizes for students to sell or for families, you know, to sell. Um, including, like, what? The top prize, I think, was um, free books, right? Yeah, free books and then a VIP. Nice. Premium parking spot, mm. which for... Anyone who's been to Catholic schools, you understand the premium parking spot. I mean, Catholic schools are not. Like, everyone wants a better parking spot, dropping off their kid or picking True. up their kid from school. Mm-hmm. So, got that. And uh, But in any case, that sense uh, wrapped up, like Megan mentioned, uh, it was an $18,000 uh, profit, which, I mean, I might say for having done, you know, like, of course, families had to work at selling and that kind of thing. And I know Megan, you did a lot of work to promote it and like media kit, social media. But I mean, in terms of like labor that had to be put into it, I mean, it was a pretty nice, pretty decent output, you know, yeah. decent gain. Yeah. So we'll take that check. We'll we take will. that check. We got the check, right? We got the check. Nice. Okay. Check has been secured. Nice. And it's been, it's all good to go. So the, the, this fundraiser was a success. There you go. What have been some of the other things? Like you mentioned the website too. I mean, what does that look like, um, kind of like revamped and like what's kind of the unveiling and unrolling of that now? Yeah. So the new website is, I think, something I'm very proud of because it took a long time to kind of, you know, develop, get the content ready for it. But I think it offers a whole new array of opportunities for ministries, for the office, for really everybody at St. Mike's to utilize this and become even more involved than they already are with the website. So there's a few unique features like the events calendar, uh, the homepage that has videos embedded into it, uh, the consistent mass adoration times and confession times at the bottom that you can always find, and then also an easy way to contact us through the contact form. So there's just a lot of new things on the website. So if you haven't checked it out already, stmichaelparish.life, go check it out. A uh, little promo there. Um, but the events calendar, I'm really excited about because I think it will allow everyone opportunities to always know what's going on at St. Mike's. And then furthermore, it gives a direct link to add to your Outlook or Google Calendar nice. inside the calendar, which is pretty sweet. 
Uh, so you really can't miss anything, which is nice. Nice. So then the public calendar presumably would be synced up with their personal calendar. Then. Correct. Yes. Nice. So then you'd have, I mean, the people out there would have no excuses not to miss anything no now, right? None. Yeah. Got to go to it all, 100%, all yeah. or nothing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> come on, right? Um, but yeah, no. So I mean, just to see uh, the the work that's gone in and the process, I mean, for I, I honestly had no idea when like... Uh, a staff member or person coordinates with a company to like build a website. I mean, that took like months, right? Yeah. That was like, uh, I mean, that was started. The process to get it started was started before I had even come on. Um, mm-hmm. But then the building and the meetings and the emails back and forth, that was like uh, probably a total of a year long process. Yeah. I mean, just the feedback and then like the drafting mm-hmm. and then feedback, drafting feedback, like yeah. tweaks, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, and I, I got to sit in on uh, one Zoom call with Megan and like the that was like the final one, right? Yeah. Um, with like how to use it and how to implement some of the things on the site. And I mean, to, just to be able to see the web designer and then like to open like the the platform behind the web page that we can edit mm-hmm. and like all those different nested things. And like, I mean, I took computer classes in high school of like Dreamweaver, which is like totally outdated <laughs> now, right? Um, so I have some like, like knowledge and access into it, but to see how different it is now and like how far it's come, like really nice to have the company. (laughs) Like, yeah, they're great. Yeah. They really are. So, I mean, it definitely wasn't an investment, but will certainly pay off in the years to come with the tools that we have at our disposal now. Completely. Yeah. So that's double good. And that's the website. What have been some other things that you've been able to do uh, in your time here? Yeah, so a few other things are just a lot more videos, uh, video content for faith formation, video content for the school. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. There was a voiceover done for the school oh, video, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, I wonder who that was done by. I think it was done by Father Jacob. Did, did we contract a professional to do the voiceover? It sure for sounded it? like a professional. Wow, yeah. No, that was my voiceover debut. That, that only took... At least four tries. 18 takes, I think. Four tries total. Oh, it was only four? I mm-hmm. thought it was more than that, but oh, I'll, no, I'll take four. it. I'll take it then. Four. Yeah. Take the compliment. Reading into like the microphone of my phone in my office, trying to focus on, yeah, had the video playing in the background and then you could hear it and mm-hmm. redo it. And, yes. Yeah. Definitely not the sound booth that, yeah. uh, you know, you know, we could use. These are the things <laughs> you don't see behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are the things you don't see. Re- recording the voiceover on my phone and then you editing the audio. Yeah. 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 Not as uh, glamorous as I would have thought. But, <laughs> however, I mean, you can't tell in the video. Like, the video no. really came out really well. Actually, so. one of our website uh, designers and one of our media contacts that we work with pretty frequently, uh, I had a Zoom call with him regarding a few upcoming events and media advertising plans. And he was like, oh, who did your video? And I was like, what do you mean who did our video? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, what media company did your video? And nice. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, about that. It wasn't a media company. It was us. Um, and he was just super impressed. I mean, oh, nice. he was he was really impressed. He's like, oh, I thought that was like a, I think he literally said, oh, I thought that was like a normal voice actor. Like, I, I wouldn't have even known. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. And then he's like, what did you, what camera did you shoot that? I was like, my iPhone. <laughs> um <laughs> And I was like, I don't want to ruin his opinion of my this video, but I, you know, hey, I'll take the compliment. Yeah, so, yeah, no. I and mean, and for what it's worth, that video has gotten thirty four thousand views. Wow, that is the most prolific uh, 
content I've been involved with. There you go. There you go. Nice. 34,000. And it's on my resume now that I'm a voice actor. There you go. So, I mean, add win, to win, LinkedIn win. at this point. Yeah, right? I mean, certified voice certified. acting. Here's the content. Here's the content. No, I mean, Link. Yeah, I've honestly, uh, with different social media platforms and YouTube, I've seen like legitimate voice actors mm-hmm. and how they do freelance stuff. Like most of them, like go inside of their walk-in closets and have like eggshell stuff on their mattress, like mm-hmm. stuffed around a microphone. And then they have to read off the little screen and there's like, they're like really hot because they're in this closed in <laughs> closet and they're like trying to do the voice thing. And then there's like different styles. So like really I commend those people. I probably only have like one type of like promo video. That would be it. So the, the one and done, the one hit the one wonder, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I only released one single in my voice acting career, yes. and that was it. That was enough. And it was 34,000 views, so you can't be mad about it. Hey, you know. You know? You know, I mean, some people would really want 34 million, but I'll take but it. But you know what? I'll take Small it. Small town. Yeah, know? I'll take it. And I mean, really, it was, I think a lot of that was generated from the Times, right? Yes, correct. That nice. is our media. Yeah, media so that's media. really been a big, um, a big help here that we've participated and, like, worked with in our mm-hmm. time, like, with, like, whether it's advertising for the website, advertising for content. And also like advertising for the mega raffle, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. NWI Times, shout out. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, have been a huge part of the advertising campaign uh, while we've been here. So what do you think? Anything else that uh, was, you know, that you wanted to mention with your time here or like any other things you've been working on? Yeah, I think one thing that I really, I always like talking about, I feel like it's my thing that I can't not bring up in this conversation is just the importance of social media evangelization and the power that social media can have as a tool when used in the right way. Mm -hmm. Now we all know that social media can be, can turn nasty and violent and just turn really bad really quick. But I think that for all the bad that social media has done or for all of the, the negatives, there is equal amounts of positives that can be um, used and given to people when it's used in the right way. So Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I always like talking about is the importance of social media evangelization in terms of a way to communicate the Catholic faith, uh, a way for people who are involved and who believe and believers to communicate their faith uh, is always just social media. And I mean, it can be simple things. It can be small Facebook posts. It can be a picture, whatever it, it can potentially mean to you. But I just think it's a great way for people to share their faith and to promote positive uh, parts of social media and then reach more people. Yeah, yeah. It's worth mentioning, you know, while Megan's talked a lot about the things that she's worked on here. I mean, so if people are listening to this and want to be drawn into or participate in the mission of like what you're doing with social media and like online presence, I mean, can people like check in on Facebook? Do they tag us like hashtags? I mean, like, how does that work? And like, what platforms can they use? Like, what's the most effective? Yeah, so I would say that the most effective when it comes to parish ministry would be Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because I think that's where most of our parishioners and parishioners across the country are on. Um, But I mean, small ways that you can do that. I mean, tag us on Facebook. You can use our hashtag warrior catholic or hashtag be a warrior be a saint. Uh, You know, share our posts. But most importantly, out of everything, you know, sharing us and liking us aside, you know, just for your own Facebook feed, putting up a photo or a caption or even a scripture verse that's really impactful for you. I mean, the small things that you can do are really the 
most powerful. Mm-hmm. And so some of them don't even involve, you know, sharing or liking or anything to do with us, you know, really just sharing the faith for yourself mm-hmm. and the small ways that you can do that. Nice. And then our Instagram stuff too, it's a similar um, hashtag format as well. Like, you know, be a Correct. warrior, be a saint. And then yeah. also as well, warrior Catholic, right? Correct. Yeah. Nice. So the idea is, is that if you, the listeners, you, the people hashtag, you know, tag us in that content enough, then eventually people would be able to Google search like yes. hashtag warrior Catholic and like we would come up presumably, yes. right? Yeah. So if anybody searched warrior Catholic, like for example, on Instagram right now, if you searched it, all of our tags most likely because we've had enough at this point mm-hmm. um, would come up first. Yeah. So Yeah. And that's the whole idea is that the more and more people that share our content and then hashtag their own content with warrior Catholic that's mm-hmm. affiliated to the parish, then optimally we would be like, trending in the warrior catholic tag right yes exactly okay i do i'll I'll admit you know thank you yeah thank you i i do read a lot about instagram (laughs) and like i know some of the like algorithms and i mean not that i know like their secret algorithms but like i know some of that stuff behind it Mm -hmm. but in terms of using it terrible (laughs) terrible i am like the worst millennial ever when it comes to instagram tough so like the filters and the, I don't understand, oh. like you just take pictures and put them on there. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough. It's you a can tough put game. up to like 40 hashtags, I think. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. Well, and like, then people, people use the first comment and put up more hashtags in those, com- in the first comment. That's overwhelming. Yeah. It gets I, a little overboard in my opinion. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't so, do it either. If that's any. I, I mean, I will say like before Megan came on, I tried my hand <laughs> at like Facebook and Instagram stuff. Did you ever see any of those content I made? I have not. Okay, good. But now you I don't. think I'm going to have to look them up. It'd be like every Friday, I'd put like, join us for Mass and Confessions and put like the Mass and Confessions schedule. Is oh, no. Not optimal. Oh, no. So, yeah, my inexperience with how to do fun, trendy social media showed through. But now he's a voice actor. So, yeah, but really? Now, but now I'm a voice actor and I don't use paint anymore. I use Canva. <laughs> um, You're welcome. There's been there's been a lot of transformation. There has. So that's that's a good thing. However, I will not uh, you know hold Megan back from doing that stuff because I kind of know how to do a lot of it, but not really. He's I mean, learning. He's learning. He's. I, I'm like a in training. Yes, you're in training. Exactly. In training in this regard, you know they don't teach us stuff in seminary. So yeah, you know, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Maybe it's that's tough out gonna there. be my new profession: teaching, yeah. communication. Hey, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the reality too. With like branding with social media posting timing the grid on instagram that oh, you can get the grid yeah so if you don't know what what any of those things are then megan jones is the person to contact yeah. and learn more about honestly you know? call me because i so, would love to talk about it i she's being serious yeah too. i'm that's not, not i'm uh, not yeah, joking that's not facetious <laughs> <laughs> so i i just remember when you tried to explain the phenomenon of the grid organized on instagram and you yeah. were trying to draw it it was, it was like, like a brick wall. I was like, I don't get this. And yeah. then I saw it and I was like, oh, that's, oh, that's kind nice. Of. All right. That's nice. And then it was like, I think you were expecting a little more reaction, but oh, I, for, just, for I couldn't. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm working on that. Yeah. I'm working on that. He's improving, folks. Yeah. He's yeah. trying. But, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. This has been a little bit of time with Behind the Archangel to see some of the behind the scenes things of St. Michael's Parish and School here in Sherville, Indiana. And so rest assured, we've had this intro episode before, and then now this little episode on communications in the parish. 
But next time we'll be interviewing someone else from the office. Is that right? That is correct. So, so another part of this podcast is to kind of highlight uh, not only ministry leaders, but also the people of the parish office that you may hear about or you get emails from, but you might not see. Uh, so there's just a lot that goes uh, goes behind the doors of the big white two-story building. And mm-hmm. we're trying to highlight the workers here at St. Mike's and just show you what parish ministry and parish office ministry looks like. There you go. So next time, Monica will be on, who works at the front desk uh, here at St. Mike's. And we'll be able to do a, a little bit of behind-the-scenes things here with Megan and myself as we do that interview as host of the podcast. But until then, if you like what you've heard and find it interesting, then go ahead, like, comment, and share. And also as well, go ahead and share it with a friend, someone that you think might benefit and learning a little more about behind the scenes of the parish. Until then, God bless. Have a good one.